All right. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Um, okay. For those of you who haven't see, seen me, my name is Jim Lee. I'm a, a brother in the community. And I met Seesaw when I was a freshman. How many of you are freshmen? Raise, raise your hands. Wow. Believe it or not, I was once your age. Uh, it is a wonderful thing to be a college student who loves the Lord Jesus, Amen. right? This could change your life, literally. And uh, a few years from now, you could be here sharing, right, to other people. So today, uh, our, our, our topic is about prayer. And I'm sorry, we don't have an outline to give out, so... Will be a very, this will be a very green college meeting, right? We won't waste it. Oh, okay, so there you go. So we'll have something electronic instead. Uh, and the lesson today is on prayer, right? Do you all remember what the lesson was last week? That's right, reading the Bible. A lot's happened, right, between last week and this week. Reading the Bible, right? And do you all remember what happens when we read the Bible? That's right. We grow. We receive the divine provision, right? Um, and, you know, last week, of, of course, we went over how when we read the Word of God, we come not just to receive knowledge, but to receive the divine the provision, right? The, the Word is God's breath. The Word is our food. And the Word becomes the light to us. But there's something implied here where the Word... In order for it to become our divine provision, we need to pray over it, right? Prayer is what turns the word from text to provision, right? If you just read it, you get information, right? But when, you, when we pray over the word, when we consider the word before the Lord, then the prayer becomes living and becomes light. It becomes food and becomes our light, right? So tonight, we're going to cover prayer and there's three main points, as y'all can see, okay? So we have the significance of prayer, the basis of prayer, and the blessings of prayer, okay? So I'm going to cover the first point, and then Hudson will cover the next two, okay? So the first point is the significance of prayer. Can we all read that Roman numeral, or number one together? Okay, how about, let's, it's, this is a very important phrase, okay? So how about all the brothers read it together? Okay, sisters? Okay, so I think we got it, right? The significance is to contact God in our spirit and to absorb God. This phrase Maybe somewhat new to you. What do you mean to absorb God, right? So uh, we'll go over a couple of verses. Uh, the first verse we'll go over is Ephesians 6.18, right? How about let's read it all together on, on, on the screen. Ephesians 6.18. Okay, and then I'll have uh, one of the sisters help me. This next, the next verse we're going to look over is Jude ch uh, verse 20. Okay, it's just one chapter, 
Jude 20. If you have it, you can read it along. But if not, um, Rachel, could you help us read Jude 20? But you, beloved, building up yourselves upon your most holy faith, praying in the Holy Spirit. Right. Um, so the important, I want, you, I want you all to see in Ephesians 6, 18, it says praying at every time in spirit. Yeah. Right. And then Jude 20 says praying in the Holy Spirit. Right. So one, you have the smallest spirit, which is our human spirit. And then in Jude 20, you have the biggest spirit praying in the Holy Spirit. What does it mean to pray in our spirit? And what does it mean to pray in the Holy Spirit? Right. Uh, first of all, we have to realize, you know, in the Greek, spirit actually is the word pneuma, right? P-N-E-U-M-A, right? Pneuma. That means it's translated spirit or breath or wind, right? So the Holy Spirit actually means the holy breath, right? Could be also, you could say the holy wind, right? And so this spirit today is Christ himself in resurrection, right? And so there's a very important verse in the New Testament. It's 1 Corinthians 15, 45. It says, Christ, as the last Adam, became a life-giving spirit, right? And so in resurrection, today Christ is no longer uh, in the flesh. Rather, he became a life-giving spirit, a life-giving breath, right? Um, and then there's another verse, uh, in John 20, 22, and Angela's going to read it to us. This is also an important verse that tells us what happens when Christ resurrected, okay? And when he had said this, he breathed on them and said to them, Receive the Holy Spirit. Right. Receive the Holy Spirit. He breathed into them and said, Receive the Holy Spirit, right? And so we have to realize today, Christ, as a spirit in resurrection, what he wants us to do is to receive him as breath, to receive him as spirit. And so for us to pray in the spirit, for us to pray in the Holy Spirit, it means we receive this breath into us. We contact the spirit, we receive him and we absorb him. Right. When we contact the Lord, you know, it's not just like you swallow a marble. You know, you swallow a marble. There's contact but there's no absorption, right? When we contact the Lord, we're actually, we're actually touching divine breath. Amen. When you breathe in this breath, you are absorbing him, right? I actually like this word absorb. Uh, you know, when I was here at UT, I was, I was studying uh, pharmacy. I graduated in pharmacy. And absorb is actually kind of a pharmacy word, you know. Um, you know, when people take medication, you have to consider not only how to get the medication into you, but how quickly it's absorbed, right? So sometimes the doctor will give you a cream, right? And the cream, the absorption rate is actually quite slow, right? It'll take a while. Sometimes you're itching, you put some Benadryl, hydrocortisone takes a while, right? But uh, faster than the cream is a tablet, right? You take a tablet, it works much faster. Uh, but, you know, even to take something, uh, you know, orally, you know, uh, as a tablet, uh, it's still not that fast, you know, like if you're eating that, if you eat, ate some of that meat tonight, you know, we're chewing it, it's great, right? But even as you're chewing, actually you're not absorbing that much, right? Most of the absorption happens much, much later, 
right? So a lot of times when you want something really fast, you know what you do with a medication? You inhale it, right? You put it in water droplets. Uh, the particle is fine enough. You breathe it in. You inhale it. You absorb it right away within seconds, right? If the particle is fast enough, you absorb it into your bloodstream within, within seconds. So this is like our experience with the Lord Jesus, right? We call, when, you when you have someone pray with you, after they, call on, after they call on the Lord, they say, Lord Jesus, I receive you. You don't have to wake hours, right? Instantly, the divine breath comes into you and you absorb him right away, right? And so this is why there's that verse on top, right? You, you all see that verse? 1 Thessalonians 5.17, it says, unceasingly pray, unceasingly pray. How is it possible for believers to unceasingly pray? It is because when we touch the spirit, it's a kind of spiritual breathing, right? Just like physically we unceasingly breathe, spiritually we can unceasingly pray by unceasingly touching our spirit and absorbing him, right? So let me uh, draw a little illustration here. Uh, you all in the back probably can't see this, but uh, let me... What's that? These are all full. Oh, okay. Oh, it's okay. It's okay. Okay, so can y'all see this? Can y'all see this? I'll draw it again, okay? So this is us. This is a traditional model of prayer, okay? This is usually what we think about and what we do when we talk about prayer, okay? So this is us. This person right here. Oh, it's okay, Hudson. Okay. And then... Um, you know, as a person, you want something, right? You want something. So, can you all see this? Okay, so here's a person. He wants something. And based on what he wants, he asks the Lord, right? And so, but I want to show you something else, uh, another picture, okay? This is based on John 15, 7. Y'all can flip to John 15, 7, and maybe Victoria, you can read it to us. If you abide in me and my words abide in you, ask whatever you will, and it shall be done for you. Right. So it, the verse says, if you abide in me and my words abide in you, ask whatever you will, and it shall be done for you. Right. So this verse, this is us again, right? But. Um, within him, you don't have just what you want, but you have the word. Right? And then you abide in him. Right? See, this is Christ. You're kind of asking. Right? He's far away. But here, this person is abiding in Christ. Right? This is Christ. So y'all see the difference, right? There's a lot more contact here, right? A lot more contact, a lot more absorption, right? This is just a man. He wants something and he asks someone that's far away, right? But this person, he has the word inside of him and he's abiding in Christ, right? And eventually he asks and what he asks is not just what he wants, right? But rather, it's something 
that is produced out of having the word in him and of him abiding in Christ. Right. So this is a much better picture of prayer. Right. And so actually there is something quite impersonal about this. Right. Uh, But anyway, a lot of times this is where we start. Right. You just want something and then you ask the Lord and then you we go away and then. (laughs) Right. And then if we need something else, we come again and then we ask and then we leave. Right. Our relationship with the Lord should be something that's very personal. It's very affectionate, right? This is actually, right, it's, it's, not, it's not a normal relationship, right? But anyway, eventually we should have, we should progress from this to this, right? Not just asking, but taking time to absorb the Lord in prayer by abiding in Him and letting the Word abide in us. And so I don't know if you have this experience, brothers and sisters, sometimes when you pray, you decide to pray. And then after you pray, you feel kind of dry. You feel kind of depleted, right? You feel kind of tired, right? That, that could be a sign you spent most of your time here, right? But af- after you pray, you get enlivened, right? Supplied, uh, fed. That is a sign that you've absorbed God, right? So our, 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 even just our sense after prayer would instruct us. How much have we been absorbing the Spirit? How much have we been absorbing Christ, right? And so let me, uh, and so this is just an illustration. Of course, you know, in anything we do in a Christian life, we should take time to absorb Christ, right? Hopefully as I'm speaking here, I didn't just, you know, oh, imagine all this. And, you know, <laughs> hopefully, right, during this week, I've been taking time to absorb Christ, right? And eventually, what I speak is not just from my own imagination. Rather, what I speak is, hopefully, you can hear some of Christ speaking, right? Because I'm in Him and He's in us. And later on, when you're speaking, right, hopefully Christ will come out of you also, right? And so let me... Um, Wow, time. Okay, so this last verse, okay? <laughs> Romans 8, 26, and 27. If, if y'all can flip to it, and uh, who can help? Okay, Rachel will read Romans 8, 26, and 27, okay? Moreover, in like manner, the Spirit also joins in to help us in our weakness. For we do not know for what we should pray as is fitting, but the Spirit himself intercedes for us with groanings which cannot be uttered. Okay, okay, look at this. So Romans 8.26, right? It says, uh, for we do not know what we should pray as is fitting, right? So this verse says we actually don't know what to pray for as is fitting. Look at this person. He knows exactly what to pray for, right? He just prays according to what he wants, right? He knows exactly what to pray for. But this verse, Paul says, we don't know uh, what to pray for as as is fitting. And then it says, he who, search, uh, he who searches the hearts know what the mind of the Spirit is because he intercedes for the saints according to God. So we have to realize as we're praying, there's actually a different person. There's another person. It's not just you asking what you want, right? As we're praying, verse 27 says, but he who searches the hearts know what the mind of the Spirit is, right? The Spirit intercedes in verse 26. So as we're praying, 
the Spirit is also interceding. But the Spirit has a mind. The Spirit has a mind. And because we don't quite know what the mind of the Spirit is, a lot of times we don't know how to pray, right? And so, for example, uh, someone mentioned maybe midterms, right? You may be there, you're anxious about your tests, and you pray about your midterms. It's fine. You should make all your requests be made known to God, right? We should pray. But as you're praying, you realize there's another one praying in you, the Spirit. And he's saying, okay, you're praying about your midterms, that's good. But what about the person sitting next to you in class? Maybe you should pray for that person, right? So you realize you don't just pray what you want, but now there's another person praying. And the Spirit has its own mind. And eventually our intercession turns from our want into something that's according to God, right? Uh, the Spirit, uh, we, he who searches the hearts know what the mind of the Spirit is because he intercedes for the saints according to God, right? So many times our own prayer here is not according to the mind of the Spirit and it's not according to God, right? But when, if when we take time to absorb Christ, right, to contact Christ, he, when we absorb Him, eventually we sense, you know, the Spirit has a different mind here, right? Everybody has midterms, but the Spirit is praying for that person next to you, right? You, a lot of times in our home meeting, we pray for people who, have, who are sick, right? It's okay. You pray for people who are sick. But a lot of times you realize the mind of the Spirit is praying for something else. Lord, what about that whole family? Turn that whole family. So eventually our prayer is not just according to something that we want, but it's according to the, uh, to the mind of the Spirit, and it's according to God. Amen? Okay, Hudson will take the other two points. Right. Amen. And uh, we just need to breathe out our <laughs> frustration. Oh, wait. No. Oh, oh. There, there you yeah. go. There you go. Amen. Right okay. You're good. Uh, it's recording. Okay. All right. So um, the second point, can we all read it together? The basis, the blood of Jesus. And let's just go ahead and read the verse there, Hebrews 10, 19. Amen. You know, a lot of times we don't realize that this is uh, our basis. Um, sometimes we feel ashamed. Do I have a... All right. Um, this says shame. You know, we don't want to enter the Holy of Holies. We're, we're ashamed. All right. Well, that's not the basis of our entrance. Our basis is much more sure than our emotions. It's the, the blood of Christ. Amen. That's a problem. Lord Jesus. The, the next point there, uh, not the next point, but still on two. Um, Hebrews 12, 24 says, To Jesus, the mediator of a new covenant, and to the sprinkled blood that speaks a better word than the blood of Abel. So you see the word here is speaking a better wor word. The, the blood of our old man just speaks shame. But, but the blood of Christ is clear. It speaks boldness to enter the holiest place. Right. Uh, Matthew 
Oh, uh, sorry. Okay, over here. Um, you know, my, in, in my experience, when it comes to this point of, uh, of the basis, I used to do this thing where I would, like, ground myself from God. You know, I'd say, oh, I need to stay away from him for a couple days. You know, I did something really bad. I need to let him cool off for a second. But <laughs> this, this is just totally wrong. That's from Satan. You know, we can, we can, in, we can confess immediately. The blood is waiting. It's in eternity. It's outside of time. We don't have to wait. We can just confess immediately. And, and you know, you might still feel shame, ashamed. But remember, that's not the basis. The basis, we, we have faith in the blood. In my experience, to, 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 there's the blood and the water that came out of Christ. The way to, to stop feeling ashamed is to get with the brothers and enter the flow of life, and then you'll, the spirit will flow out of you, and you realize, oh, the Lord really has forgiven me. You know, He's really flowing. And then, yeah, all right, <laughs> all right. So the blessings. Um, let's just read that that title three together. The, the blessings. blessings. So as Jim brought out, um, you know, we we're not asking Christ for things. The blessings are God Himself. You know, these points, the mercy, grace, peace, this is all Christ himself giving himself to us. Right. All right, so that's, that's like, that's what all of these things are. All right, um, so here it's, yeah, Matthew 26, uh, 41. That's on the outline. Let's all read Matthew 26, 41a. Actually, also, the Lord's Prayer in uh, Matthew 6.13 says, it literally says, uh, lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. And so, the, the picture here that I have for the next point, here's the basis, is an emergency flotation device. I'm already drowning. Throw the, throw the flotation device. Now, this is better than nothing. You know, if we're already, if we're in, already in temptation, it's, it's better than nothing uh, to pray then. But, but, but a life jacket, I don't know if y'all can see this, a life jacket is a preemptive measure. This takes place before you get there. So, so it says to pray that you, we don't even enter into the temptation. All right. Uh, so I have other things. All right. Yeah, um, and we can just check our experience, you know. Uh, in any case, with, regarding temptation, you know, prayer just cools down our flesh. It just, it calms us. You know, if, if we just turn to the Lord in prayer, we just find that, that uh, we, we're just calmed, you know. All right, uh, so let's see, that was point A. Yeah, and actually, I just recently learned about this. You know, as far as my experiences, I have a lot of experiences of this. It's okay if, if, you're, if you're experiencing some of these things, you know. Uh, we just want to, this isn't like, you know, if you're here, you're, you know, you're wrong or like your experiences are invalid. Um, that, that's not the case. We're, this is with growth uh, in life. All right. So the second point, uh, B. Let's read the, the second point, B. All right, this is a really good point. Okay, let's read the verse there, Hebrews uh, 4, 16. Let us therefore come forward with boldness to the throne of grace, that we may receive mercy and 
All right, so here in the picture, I have this person it is begging. This is a lot like the prodigal son. You know, he, he you know, got his father's, father's money, and he, he left, and he spent it all. And he was like, I'm just going to come back and, and beg to be a servant. Uh, I'm just going to beg for mercy. But look at the verse. What does it say? We come forward with boldness to receive mercy. The blood gives us boldness. All right. Um, and then also when, so what is the difference between mercy and grace? They sound like synonyms, right? Kind of like soul and spirit, but they're different things. Um, mercy is for when we're far off. So in the story of the prodigal son, um, his, his father sees him from afar and has compassion on him. And he runs to him and em- embraces him and kisses him. And this is just God himself as mercy reaching us when we're far off. Oh, thank you, Lord, for your mercy. But there's more. There's grace. So we don't want to just stop at, you know, removing a negative aspect. You know, okay, the blood, my sins are covered. I've removed a neck. We want to add a positive aspect, and that's Christ as grace to our being. So, okay, so with that point, um, you know, we can, in this picture, uh, there's a verse that says, let, let's see the reference, Psalm 73, 26, and it says, the Lord is my portion forever. And so here's the Lord on the throne of grace. He's our enjoyment. Um, we can enjoy Christ, you know, now. There, there's timely help. Um, there's timely help. We, we receive the grace. That means we can receive it now. We can experience God now. All right. The other point in B. Um, yeah, I covered B. Okay. Let's go to C. Let's all read the title for C. And then let's, let's read that wonderfully long uh, verse there, Philippians 4, 6, and 7. I believe we sang a song about the storms here. All right. So a lot of times we want God to, to just, we want to ask him, Lord, this bad thing happened, make it disappear. Or Lord, I'm having anxiety in my test. You know, I'm worried about it, to use a different word. Um, you know, the test doesn't disappear. So the storm doesn't disappear. But we have an, a guard against the storm, an umbrella. You know, the, this verse says that the peace will guard our hearts and our thoughts. So, so this peace becomes a garrison. That's a military term. It's, it's, a, it's a guard. You know, our minds are, we think of the worst possible scenario. We imagine the worst, you know, what, what's going to happen? What if this happened? You know, super unlikely event. But what, you know, but we just need our... our our hearts to be guarded by this this peace. Uh, it's a peace that surpasses understanding. You know, it, it, if the if the outward you know situation went away, then the peace would make sense. But here, it's it's so precious. Here, you know, if uh, 
Do you, you know when it's raining on campus? Uh, aren't you so glad when you have your umbrella with you? You know, this experience of having the, the storm not going away, but, but having Christ as our umbrella just really teaches us to love the Lord and treasure Him. If there were no storms, we would not care about our umbrella. It would be, you know, but the, this, this really constrains us. You know, actually, the Lord did this, like literally in, um, in Mark 440. Uh, he calmed the seas. Uh, he, uh, he, his disciples were worried. And in 440, he said to his disciples, why are you so afraid? Don't you know that Jesus is in your boat? <laughs> that's a gospel track. Um, that's, that's from a gospel track. Um, so anyway, yeah, Christ is our garrison. All right. Let's look. Okay, what's the difference here that, you know, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, our pra- prayer and petition, those are also not synonyms. You know, prayer is, is usually for us, but petition is for others. So as we absorb God, we're going to get a heart for others. Um, Philippians 1.19 says that I know for me this will turn out to salvation through your petition and the bountiful supply of the Spirit of Jesus Christ. So what does he mean that it'll turn out to salvation? He means that he will gain Christ through the situation. He will absorb Christ. So, you know, when we pray, we absorb God. But through their prayers, he's absorbing God. So through petition, we pray and others absorb. And in our experience, we absorb too. He who is watered will be, he who waters will be watered. So by, uh, yeah, by salvation, he means he will gain Christ. I already said that. Um, <laughs> let me just breathe for a second here. Okay, uh, I think that that is all the points. Let's, let me just review here. So unceasingly pray. You know, prayer is breathing. You know, we never stop breathing. Uh, sometimes you may take a deep breath. You know, sometimes we do have a prayer time, but we're always just absorbing God in our spirit. If we can see that, that the first point to, to pray is to just absorb God, so simple, we can pray at any time. You know, it doesn't have to be an event. Yeah, there is deep breathing an event, but we also can pray continually. Um, and then the basis, such a good basis. I mean, actually, there's no better basis. The blood of Christ. We can enter the Holy of Holies with boldness. And then the blessings. This is just God himself. He's the blessings. He's not giving us things. He's giving us himself. You know, that verse about the the Lord being our portion forever. That's what we're doing in eternity. we're, We're enjoying the Lord better start enjoying him now <laughs> so we can learn how to do this. All right, I think I'm going to turn it back to Jim. <laughs>